All right, we're now on episode seven of the Time Sync podcast. Welcome back. And for those of you joining us, welcome for the first time. I'm the co-host, Amoldeep. I'm the other co-host, Hamza. Let's do this. So we're going to start off like usual with corrections. This is a huge correction. I feel like an idiot trying to do this correction. I don't know why, but for some reason in the last episode, I said Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh! had a Jersey accent, even though it's clearly a Brooklyn accent. I know. I'm a fake Yu-Gi-Oh! fan. I know. <laughs> oh my god. Every every Yu-Gi-Oh! fan is kind of like, Molly, what are you doing, bro? It's, it's... Listen, I'm sorry. I was faking it all along. You guys caught me. I don't even know what Yu-Gi-Oh! is. It's like a dice game, right? Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not sort of a bad problem. I mean... You know the accents are kind of similar or something. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Dude. They're they're not that similar, but they're they're, in the, they're same. They're in the near it. They're near the same area, so eh. close enough. I'm actually terrible with accents. I don't know why. Like I'm bad at placing accents. I've just always been so bad that I've confused an Australian accent with a British one before. I'm just that bad. No, I don't. Know. That's fair. That's kind of fair. A lot of like, if you look at Brady's accent, right? Like you technically, mean, you mean uh, yeah, Brady Heron. Brady Heron. Yeah, Brady Heron. Um. Even though he was born in Australia, or I'm not sure where he was born, but even though he lived in Australia for a long time, he's living in, uh, he lived in Britain for a long time too, right? So his accent is kind of like a mesh of the two. So it's like, I, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, if, if you get that confused, I'd be like, all right, it doesn't matter. It's like not a big deal. I was like, do you think you have an accent? Or would you say I have an accent? Oh, uh, well, we probably have American accents, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course we have American accents. We think we have like hybrid accents. Uh, I don't think so. No, you don't think so? Cause I remember being told that I have a semi-Indian accent. You've been told that? I've been told that, yeah. Really? That's what I thought. I was like, really? I don't know if I really have an Indian accent, but that's what I've been told. And I, you know, you can't really tell your own accent. Yeah. Most not really. Americans don't consider American an accent to begin with. Yeah, well, Americans, yeah, but I don't. That's that's weird. I I don't I don't see any Indian accent at all for me. That's that's crazy. Maybe it sneaks out in some words. I used to say etch a lot. That was the thing. Oh wait, when 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 did someone tell you that? Like a long time ago, like when you were a kid or something. The Indian accent thing was like back in high school, freshman year of high school. Oh yeah, no way, no way, dude, no way. But I used to. I remember. I remember that was like the first clash I distinctly remember was back in elementary school, where a teacher was like, when you were doing the alphabet, and I was like, why are they saying H? And like that caught me off of guard because I'd always heard it as H, which is apparently just like an Indian thing. Like a bunch of Indians just say H instead of H. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It is what it is. Just this language. Being fun as usual. Yeah, being messy as always. <laughs> all right, you want to get into the first real topic? All right, all right. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, we've all heard of... Actually, you know, I'm not really sure what countries participate in this in this uh, phenomenon. But anyways, in our area, there's th- there's something called Daylight Savings Time. Uh, and this is loved by a lot. No, I'm kidding. But the idea is, you know, um, we need to save daylight. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, at move least... Move the hours cr- forward one. Yeah, we're going to move one hour ahead or one hour uh, after. You know, when, when, when the other daylight same time kind of hits. So recently... Well, well, one is a start and one's an end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, when it starts and when it ends. So recently we just hit the move the hour ahead. Um, so instead of like, you know... No, it would be back. Oh, I meant ahead as in like, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. It is, it is moving back. Yeah. I, I don't know why I think ahead of like, you know, moving it ahead an hour is like moving it back. But we, basically, yeah, we moved it back. Yeah. So the idea is if it was 2 a.m., it would jump to 1 a.m. Um, and so you kind of get that one hour, sort of. Uh, and then when daylight thing ends, you move forward, you move ahead an hour, you move forwards in time. And so if it was 2 a.m., it would become 3 a.m. And you kind of make up that one hour that was, you know. Well, no, you got it backwards. Oh my god, Molly. What is it then, bro? Okay, okay. I'll just say it. I'll just say it. In the, like, in the spring, you move your clocks forward one hour. That is the start of daylight saving time. Then, in the fall, you turn the clocks back one hour. That is the end of daylight savings time. Oh, okay, dude. Okay, okay. Here's, here's the thing. I don't really look at them as ending or starting. Same. I Every, every year, I Google search which one it is because I always forget. No, like I mean, like what what I think of it is like, oh, is this is this the daylight saving time that we're going uh back an hour or we're we going ahead an hour? That's usually what I look at it as. 
I was saying, like, do you think it's, do you treat it like, it's always dead at saving time. It's just, is it the forward one or the backwards one? Exactly. That's how I look at it. So the one that just happened is the one that, that I really like, of course, which is the one where you kind of get that one hour, the extra hour. So, I mean, this is just one version of daylight savings time. Um, I guess this is like the version uh, of like like what what day it starts. And other states and other cities and other counties and some people don't even some people don't even do it. Some people do it. Some countries don't do it. Whatever. That's not really what I'm here to talk about. What I'm what I'm here to talk about is like, do you personally like Amoli? Do you personally like uh, do you like daylight savings time? Do you like having the idea of daylight savings time? No, I don't like it. I I can understand why it existed, and why it became a thing, and why it's kind of stuck around. But I don't think the reasons apply anymore. Okay, but 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 tell me tell tell me why you don't like it. It just messes up my sleep cycle, my sleep schedule, and I'm very very you know I'm very picky about my sleep schedule. Right, but how long does it mess it up for? Like maybe like a day, right? No, I messed it up for a while for me. Really? I I guess cause it's because I follow such a strict sleep sleep schedule normally that when it gets knocked out of cycle, it messes me up for a while. Oh, interesting, interesting. So you're saying just because of the sleep sleep cycle problem, you don't like daylight savings? Well, I that's why I dislike it. I also think that the reasons it's around don't really apply anymore either. So there's no reason to keep it anymore. Okay, okay, okay. That's a good reason. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I kind of agree with the reasons uh with the with the second thing that you said, which is like uh the reason they don't apply anymore. And so what's the reason to kind of have uh daylight savings time in the first place? Yeah, sure. But there is I'll just say in a nutshell, I kind of like daylight savings time. <laughs> which is kind of weird living in this area because everyone looks at like you kind of weird but the thing is at least in the daylight savings time where you move your time back an hour right so if it's like 3 p.m it'll be 2 p.m right that one i really like that like i really like the idea that you're able to like kind of add time you know what i'm saying right i mean of course you're not really adding more time but just for that just for that day that, that for that for that local time you're like oh you just gained an hour so just the idea of kind of being in power of time, kind of gets, kind of, kind of, I, I like that feeling. Even though, um, of course, you lose an hour, uh, in in the other in the other daylight savings when it ends or when it, whatever when it starts, uh, when you gain that hour, you know, um, of course you're losing an hour then. But I feel like the the benefit of just, uh, of just gaining an hour. <laughs> this is weird terminology, but the benefit of the time moving back an hour. Is just so much better than the time moving forward an hour that uh, I just like it a lot. You see what I'm saying here? I get what you're saying. I, I disagree though. I don't think it's worth it at all. But I get what you're saying. I I know I know people don't agree with this, but it just it just feels so nice when you're able to say, "Oh, time." No, I'm able to manipulate that because everyone agrees. So it's like, okay. but you're but you're not. You're not manipulating. You're manipulating nothing, Hamza. You are though. You are though. For that for that certain uh, little time period, you are kind of are. According from now on, if you all agree, an inch is actually two feet long. We've extended space. It's like, nah, you're not controlling anything. It's just a measuring tool that you're changing. Well, you are changing something, though. Because, especially for time, okay, let's say, uh, forget about space, because space is more like a material thing, right? And time you really can't change because time just flows. But time is kind of also like a construct, right? Where in, in the sense that, let's say, uh, let's say you go to sleep at 10 p.m. every day, okay? So you go to sleep at 10 p.m. like you normally do. And you think to yourself, well, let's say, you, let's say you can only wake up by your alarm, okay? Because I, it's going to be a little more complicated when you're like, oh, uh, my body will tell me to wake up in five hours. But, okay, let's, we're ignoring that. Let's say you wake up by your alarm clock and you just set Second, your... Quick, quick interrupt. Okay. You shouldn't be sleeping for just five hours. Yeah, sure. Carry sure. on. Well, some people can manage. I, like, didn't, like, uh, Newton or was it Einstein, like, sleep for, like, just a few hours or something? They were able to, like, manage that? It's crazy. Or Da Vinci. I don't know. Someone really famous was, like, four hours of sleep and it's good enough for them. Da Vinci had a weird thing where, like, he would sleep... I think it came out to basically the same or close to the same. It's just how you spread it out instead of a one giant chunk. It's like different times throughout the day. Oh, okay, okay. But anyways, so you go to sleep at 10 p.m. You set your alarm for, let's say, uh, okay, let's go, let's go for 8 a.m., okay? And you go to sleep. Every normal day, you'd be getting a, you'd be getting 10 hours of sleep. So you'd be chilling. But during that one daylight savings time, when the time moves back, well, now you're getting 11 hours. You see what I'm saying here? Even though it's a, and you still wake up at the same time, you still go, you still get ready for school, or whatever the details are. You still, you still, you don't, you don't, um, you don't go late for anything. You know, blah blah blah. You get more hours. Let's say you're doing some homework, 
okay? And you're like, oh, I need to make a, meet a deadline or whatever. Well, you just got an you just got an extra hour that you can do your homework. Let's say you're, you know what I'm saying. What basically what I'm trying to say here is you get that hour. Of course, I'm I know that you you lose that hour later on, but we're ignoring that because what I'm saying is just just the fact alone of you being in a time period where you're getting an hour is just so good that it, it's it's like the benefit or not even the benefit. Like this is just a pro, but I mean like just the idea of having this benefit is so much better then you know i like the idea what about the fact that you lose an hour later like of course when that time happens i'm kind of like uh whatever and it's just it's a mild inconvenience that you're losing Hamza, an hour. it's not a mild inconvenience to me to you yeah but to, since you asked me the question for me it's like it's a mild inconvenience to me um that doesn't you know what for i'll give you like you know you say your sleep schedule kind of get messed up like for me, nothing changes. Literally, I go to sleep, I wake up, and then move on with my life. Nothing changes at all. I don't even nothing. It doesn't affect me. Hamza, your sleep cycle is trash. Probably, but is it trash if it doesn't affect my life? Think about that. Okay, anyways, it doesn't matter. But any the the details the details of that is kind of like uh, I don't feel such a huge inconvenience in when it goes forward, but the like you know it's just so much nicer when it goes back. It's just my just my opinion. But this is not even because of like, oh, you gain an extra hour. It's just the idea that you can manipulate time. You know, it's the idea that you can, you can kind of say that because, because we agree as a society that, yeah, you know what? We're going to move an hour back. Everyone, you get a free hour kind of deal, right? It's just like, oh, of course, you're not actually physically, you know, moving the sun back. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. It's just. Also, the benefits you're describing, they only apply to the night of daylight saving change, right? Yeah, exactly. Only for that one time. Yes. That one night. That one moment on the first Sunday of November. At 2 a.m., we get it. Exactly, exactly. Which is, I mean, it's still pretty good. Because even if you're sleeping and you set alarm, it's still pretty good, you know. But if you if you want to learn something, you get an extra hour right there. That's pretty nice anyways. I just can't, like... Yeah, new perspectives. Even begin to think that way. <laughs> well, you got to get out of the hive mind, dude. But no, Hamza, I just can't think that way. I don't know... I I can like I said, dude. The, the, the people have increased chances of heart attacks when they switch. It switches the other way. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Now we're dealing with the other issues. So this, okay, like I told you, like this is one one of the things that I like about it. But I still agree that if there is any people that are dying or whatever issues that are being caused, then yeah, get rid of it. I don't mind. But I'm just saying, like you know, if it's not causing extra issues or if it's not, you know, everyone's chilling, then why not? You know, kind of have it in there. But remember, the reasons I have it is only for the time manipulation, not really for the, oh, we're making, making sure our, you know, seasons are, blah, I don't care about that stuff. It's just, you know what I'm saying? I get what you saying. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting uh, way to think about it. Most people that, most people that I talk to, they're just like, they just hate it. They're just like, not nah, get rid of it, bro. It's such a, such an old system. No one cares about it, but they're not thinking, they're not thinking ahead, dude. They're not thinking, actually, they're not thinking back an hour. Unlike you, <laughs> who's one hour ahead. So, basically, the way you think about it is... You don't necessarily say that it's net positive, but you're saying that there is a positive. It's not all negative. I'm saying for me personally, it's a giant net positive. For me personally, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having any problems with my sleep schedule. I'm not having any problems with my any issues anywhere. In fact, I, I, I like it a lot. But what I'm saying is, in general, for any, for for a huge population that are living. If from that population, some people are dying or some people are struggling, they don't like the system because of actual, you know, medical, physical reasons, then it's not a positive and I don't mind getting rid of it. That's what I'm saying. But you just hate it either way, right? You, th- you think it, you think it's a net negative, I guess? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely net negative. I can agree that there are, there's a positive in that, yes, that one night you get an extra hour of sleep. But because I have such a strict sleep schedule, I just end up waking up early, like, quote yeah, unquote, yeah. earlier anyway. So it doesn't really benefit me much at all. I see you. I see you. Yeah, it makes sense. But if like if there was a, a vote to keep or get rid of it, what would you, would you vote? There was already a vote for that, right? I'm pretty not sure. Really. We went over this. It's not really. It didn't count. Oh, it didn't really count. Okay. Um, I think I voted or if I had to vote, then I would vote for keeping it. Yeah, <laughs> really keeping it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> unless, unless, okay, of course. I mean, I don't. If if I didn't do any research, if I did research and found out that people died and whatnot, then maybe I wouldn't. I mean, there are some people who there there are some people who claim that people actually die because we if we got rid of it because it's darker and you're driving during darker conditions. 
So I'm not saying there's like it's not just a sleep thing. There's like actual, real, real meaningful consequences. Because if you're driving when it's dark, you can hit someone and they could die. But there's also a, a like a shown increase of heart attacks the Monday after because people are just their sleep schedule, the sleep schedule just got thrown out of whack and affects their heart. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So there are you know real consequences to this decision. It's not just oh I want to sleep an hour more. It's not just about sleeping. Like I told you, you can also learn more stuff uh, in a small amount of time, which is which is the real benefit that I see. You know, I just can't see that. I feel like that applies to many people. Yeah, of course. No, 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 no. It definitely doesn't. But it applies to me, <laughs> and only for now. Maybe in the future, I'll be like, you know, I'm I don't care about it anymore. You know, it just it is what it is, right? Yeah, just that was an interesting take. But okay, all right. It was definitely interesting because I didn't expect you to say that you liked it. <laughs> I'm, I, like, like you said, I'm so used to people just being negative against it. That was surprising to hear someone wanting it. Yeah, usually people are either very negative or they're just they just don't care. They're like whatever, they, you know. It's it's here. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, I'm like for it, and I'm for it for like the wrong reasons. <laughs> so, it's, so it's even more interesting. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Let's jump. Dive, dive, dive. Okay. All right. This is a bit of a random question. Like most of mine always are, but I wanted to, I wanted to have your opinion on this because I talked I spoken with like, people in real life about this. Ooh, real life, <laughs> crazy, right? And I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. The question is, how important are lyrics in music? Okay, this is kind of a hard question actually. Something that I think about from time to time, but I'll give you a a clear answer that I've thought about. Okay, the number one. Um, thing when I look at when I listen to music or songs or whatever is the music itself and the song uh, like the, the sounds itself not the lyrics okay it's the music if the music sounds good the lyrics could be whatever as long as the music sounds good I guess what I'm trying to say is they could be speaking in other language I don't understand they could be speaking in gibberish as long as it sounds good meshed well together I think it's f- perfectly fine. So in that sense, I would say lyrics aren't as important. But there is a little caveat, which is the songs can't have any cuss words in it, <laughs> like like no swears. Kind of. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Where I can listen. I can listen to a song that has swears in it, but I just listen. I don't. I just don't feel. I just don't like it that much. So I'll always look for clean versions of the songs. In that sense, I'll say lyrics kind of matter because if the song doesn't have that many swears in it, I'll listen to it more generally. But I'll give you a, an example. Do you do you remember the song "Work, Work, 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 Work" by I don't I don't know who it's by. Pretty sure it's Rihanna, but go on. Yeah, Rihanna, right? Like people listen to that song, they're like, "Did you just say Rihanna?" Yeah, Rihanna. Is, it, is there an H in? Like, do you pronounce the H? I always thought like it was a sign that Bro, you say Rihanna. Bro, does it look like I know at all about any of these people? people I don't. You didn't even know who the singer was, so I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Do you pronounce the H? I don't know. Do you? Do you know? I have no idea. But anyways, Rihanna, Rihanna. The deal is, um, like in that song, she's speaking, but it's it's like she's not really re- she's not really saying like real words, right? Or she is, but you know, in in a kind of a slang and kind of a different way. And a lot of people are like, "Well, what is she even saying?" And I I remember reading the comments where they're like, "What is she even saying?" But for me, it sounds good, even though like you know the words she's saying maybe don't make sense that well, but they sound well meshed together. So in that sense, lyrics don't matter at all. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, I can see it. It's, it's- it basically comes down to the sound. If yeah. it sounds good, it's good. That's that's the number one reason. And then the second has to be are the lyrics PG, kind of like like no swearing, no this, no that. You know, uh, some one time I was watching, uh, it was like a it was like a Jonas Brothers. No, it wasn't Jonas Brothers, but it was Joe Jonas in one of his you know other bands. I don't know which one. Um, and it was it was like it was it was a song about um like I thought it was a chill song. It was like a nice song. But then someone lyrics went, oh, it's actually like a a a metaphor for this. And I was like, what? I've never even heard of this. I was gonna ask you about that, like, how, how about metaphors? Well, like, it's metaphorically not PG, but it, on a base level, it is. Yeah. So once I hear, once I know the metaphor, then then I actually avoid the song, which is not even like I just I don't know why when I listen to the song again, I just I just don't feel that much enjoyment anymore. Just just weird, but yeah. So what about you? What about you? How important are lyrics? I fall in a very similar camp to you. I think I'm more stringent of the lyrics. Oh, okay. They matter a bit more to me. I used to be in the camp that, oh, lyrics shouldn't matter at all. It's just the sound. The lyrics mean nothing. But then, like, the more I thought about it and the more I looked at my music history and the music I liked, 
I began to realize, no, I've, music def- uh, the lyrics definitely make a huge difference in how I interpret a song, how often I go back to a song. Like Interesting. I, the more that was like, like, you know, there's a lot of rap music and rap songs that are basically purely lyrical. They have, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it, they're mostly based on a rhythm and the words. Right. That's what makes like a rap song. They have very mild, if any, melodies involved. Not always, of course, there are exceptions. But they mostly come down to the words. You listen to those songs for the words, not necessarily just for the music. And the more I started to think of it that way, the more I realized I actually do care about lyrics. See, for me... However... I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, I just hate rap. So I, I don't have that problem. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> Wait, no, go ahead, go ahead. All right. However, there are some weird exceptions where, like, li- I can ignore lyrics to an extent. Like, I, I can, like... Like you said, you, you have a problem with swearing. I have, like, pretty much no problem with swearing. It's like, whatever. I don't care. Wait, there is there is an issue with the swearing anyways. It's like, let's say you're listening to the song in public, right? Or you want to show the song to someone else. I mean, you kind of have to be, like... You have to know the audience, and you have to kind of be like, oh, I can't listen to it with my parents around. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have that kind of mental check. Oh, yeah, there are definitely, like, limitations. But this goes back, back, back to, like, our do you swear conversation, where I try to avoid swearing because I just don't have to deal with the mental balance of that. Which is why I tend to avoid swear songs, but I won't think negatively of a song because of the swearing. I won't like enjoy it less. I just have to like, keep track of where I am and what I'm listening to. Oh, no, I don't same, really share music like... often, and I don't like I, I don't really talk about music at all, pretty much. I don't know why. It's just not a thing I consider talking about. So it's not really a problem for me. It's not like a thing like oh, I have to recommend this song, but what about the lyrics? Should I warn the person if I had to tell someone about a song? I just warn them about the lyrics. But for the most part, I listen to music with my headphones on, almost always. So no one even hears the music I listen to to begin with. Okay, okay. But yeah, but there are some weird, like, pockets. Like, I just, there's, like, I have a bunch of songs that I just... Like, I guess the way to show that I actually do care about lyrics in, like, a really weird way is there are some songs in my library that aren't English. And then not only are they not English, they're in languages I just don't understand. Exactly, that's what I was going to bring up. So, so yeah, so those ones you still like, though, right? I do, I totally like them. I mean, lyrics don't make a song for me, at least not always. For the like, you know, if you just follow the trend, lyrics don't make a song, but they have the power to break a song for me. Can you can you listen to a song, and uh, can you like a song if you like the lyrics but you just hate the music? Would you still be able to listen to a song? No, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't think I could be able to. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, even if your lyrics are good enough, I don't think it's not gonna make it. Yeah, I'd rather just read it as a poem instead. At oh, that yeah. point. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so like there are music with languages I just don't understand. And I'll go out of my way to go find the translations so I know exactly what I'm listening to. Even though I won't know understand them when I'm listening to it. I still want to know what kind of music am I listening to. Oh, okay. That's super interesting. So you see, I listen to a lot of like uh, different language music, right? A lot of Korean, a lot of K-pop, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, anime OSTs. Well, not OSTs, but like anime music openings and whatnot. Um... And, you know, Urdu songs and Hindi songs. And for the Korean ones and the Japanese ones, like, I just, I don't understand them. But I don't, I don't go look up the, the lyrics either. It's like, it's fine. I don't even care. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, and, you know, another thing I noticed is, like, you know how I said I didn't like rap, right? Yeah. And it's true that I don't like rap, like, in general. I just, I don't know. I just don't like it for some reason. But if the rap is Nightcore, <laughs> then I'm chilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it sounds like a weird. I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but it's just it's just not that bad anymore. So so do you say you would hate it? So you wouldn't hate a song if the lyrics were meh. Uh, if the if the music was good, the yeah, music's good, but the lyrics are like I said, non they're like nonsense, just straight up nonsense. Oh, what if, oh yeah, no, don't care at all. What if you found out a song that you listen to in another language was like super offensive? And like super like swear heavy, I guess you could say in your case, super non PG. Would that affect your listening forward going forward? So that's a great question. It depends on the language. The language is in like Hindi or Urdu, which I understand really easily. Then I wouldn't listen to the song that much, or I find clean versions of the song. If the language is in like Japanese or Korean, which I don't know that well, um, then I'd be, I just like I mean I don't really know, so it doesn't really matter to me too much. Like sure I know the translation, but when I'm listening to the song, I don't really know, right? So mm, maybe not. If the song is, it, but the more I learn about the language and stuff, 
it might start to shift. So there is that little issue. So like if I if I handed you a piece of paper that said like here are the lyrics in English, the translations to the song you're listening to right now, or like a song you like, that wouldn't affect your song as if you just didn't know the language that well. Yeah, if I didn't know the language that well, and it had a lot of cuss words in it or swearing or whatever, I mean. What, what about the, okay? What about the contact content of the song? Not just the swear words, but what they're saying is oh. non PG. Oh, what they're saying is non PG. Because I feel like based on your your assessment of like metaphors, I feel like it should fall under the same umbrella. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I guess that have to be a case by case basis. I think just in general though, it wouldn't affect me that much. Because I, st- I like again, I I don't I still don't understand the song, right? Like even when I listen to it, I'm not gonna remember the translation all the time. But if I know the language good enough that I'm able to remember that, then it might start affecting me, and I might not, you know, get into there. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that when like you share a song with someone, like what the lyrics mean? Or you just share it without thinking about this. But like again, most of the songs that I listen to are very PG, very chill, no swearing. And if I do share songs, it's usually the clean versions anyway. But but I mean specifically in the language you don't understand though. Um, you know, to be honest, I just share it. I just share it. I don't even I don't even look at the lyrics or translations any of that. I'm like, oh, this song this song this song sounds good. Just here you go, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where you and I differ very heavily. <laughs> Wait, but you don't. You said you don't even look at lyrics, right? You just you just uh, you don't when you when you're when you're sharing songs. No, I do. When did I say that? Did I say that? Oh, okay. No, no. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. So, so you, so you still, you will still like look at the lyrics and be like, okay, I'm sharing these lyrics to this person. Yeah, I when I, I don't like I said, I don't rarely, I rarely ever share songs. But oh. if I ever do, I'll look up the lyrics. Honestly, one of the first things I do when I find a song I like, is to look up the lyrics because I actually enjoy, especially if it's an English song. Like sometimes they're English songs, even though I speak English, I have a hard time. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Everybody knows that feeling where like. You look up the lyrics to a song you realize you've been singing it wrong your entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Drake and Josh song, right? The Drake and Josh theme song. Right. Remember in in the Drake and Josh theme song, I always used to say like, there's there's a part where he says realize, like I always thought he said realize, like realize, but he's he's actually saying realign, like realign. And I was like, first of all, it doesn't really matter, and like like you know, really like it doesn't matter too much. But I know Drake gets really kind of upset, and he's like he's he's like he's in his one of his concerts, and he's kind of like. Yo, what is this part? And everyone's like, Nana, it's realigned. And he's like, yeah, good job. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, there are cases like that, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So well, usually one of the first things I do when I find a new song is I look up the lyrics. And like I'll, list, I'll usually like either search up a video that has the lyrics on screen or I'll follow along as it's playing. I just, I don't know, something, I enjoy a song more when I can know the lyrics to a level where I can like do it in my own head along with the song. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. There are some songs in uh, Japanese, like very slow songs that I'm able to understand the lyrics a little bit, and but they're very PG, so it's just chill. And I don't, and I kind of like knowing the lyrics for some of them. But you know, songs like um, like work, 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 work. Like I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't know every the lyrics time, at all. You gotta do that every time you enter the name of the song, huh? I don't know why. I feel like no one knows what that what what that song is, but of course everyone knows it. But it's like, uh, she says a lot of words that I've never even heard in my in my life, and and I guess there aren't. I don't want to say they're not words, but they're words in like a different. I don't know. But the point is, like, I didn't know what the lyrics, what the lyrics were at all. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I didn't know there were lyrics in the song. To be honest, <laughs> you thought she was making noises. She was. She, it was like somewhat. It was somewhat like coherent, but not exactly. And then um, one day I was just looking. I was like, wait, there's actual stuff in here. And then uh, but it was. I guess it was whatever. So lyrics are they that important? Mm. Mm, maybe sort of not as much there you go kind of sort of yes <laughs> it really is hard to say because I, I i always feel like I, sh- I i can't nail it down i can never be like oh if someone asks me i'll be important be like let me explain to you my entire process of anal- analyzing a song <laughs> i can't just be like yes no yeah, yeah it's not that it's not so simple it's really not that simple Especially when you throw in other languages and other, you know, then it's, it's, it, gets, it gets all over the place. We somehow always end up back on languages. Yeah, I don't know why. Whenever I think, because, you know, maybe because we're bilingual or sort of bilingual. Maybe. And we just, I immediately think to my to the other side, I'm like, oh, yeah, but this, I do this. So it's like, mm. and, you know, a lot of um, Hindi or Urdu songs, they're very, like, poetic. Or the ones that I listen to. 
I mean, there's a lot of other songs, but the ones that I listen to are very poetic. As in, like, you know, they don't, they make sense, but you have to, like, really, like, analyze them carefully <laughs> to understand what they're saying. So I'm just like, you know, go with the flow kind of deal. And like I said before, like, I still, I'll still listen to songs that have swears in them, but I'll try to find clean versions of those. So they'll, they won't, they'll, like, censor the swears. Does it matter to you how they censor them? Are you picky about that? Oh, good. That's another good like, question. Like, what, what if it's just like a bleep? They just bleep it. In oh, the no, that's that's pretty annoying. That's pretty annoying. A lot of times, the clean versions are very good, though. They did like they're like you can't even hear the swears. You know, they just and and it doesn't feel like there's like a little bump or anything. I guess it the the closer it is to the original song without the sir, the better. Uh, I'll still hold some Leo away even if there is like a little bit of a you know, little bit of a segue. But it's, it's usually because you know they don't swear all the time usually. So ideally, the ones like where they change the swear word to something else is the best. Yeah, usually they'll just like um kind of smooth it over with the the parts near it, so it won't really sound like the swear. Oh, okay. So I was thinking, I was thinking more like uh like CeeLo Green's "Forget You." Forget You is the censored version. You can probably guess what the other F word is. Oh, okay. So there's two versions of the song: one where he says "forget," and one he doesn't say "forget." He says something. It says something but else. Is that an official version? Yeah, they're both official. Oh, see, that's different then. Because a lot of people don't have official versions that are censored, right? Okay, so you're thinking about like specifically where somebody has to go in like edit it. Yeah, someone goes in, edits it, edits it. And you'll see for the, from the majority of really famous songs, they're all, they're always there's always clean versions of them. So it's clearly a demand. You're not like alone in this endeavor. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, how about this? How about this? Um, This is not really like a lyric or music question, but it's kind of ties to this. Where do you like listen to a song? If you listen to a song, do you listen to everything in the song? Like, you know, sometimes there's like the there's like the rap part. There's like the, you know, the non-rap part. I don't know what to call it. Or there's different singers, right? There's like, there's this singer, there's that singer. There's like four or five different singers. And maybe you don't like one of them. Or maybe you don't like two of them. Or maybe you like all of them. But like, do you listen to the whole thing or do you skip that one? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get you're saying, yeah. Because like, like, there are different verses, there's choruses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, I don't do that. Because what happens is if I don't like a part of the song, I just don't like the song. I, I just drop the song as a whole. I, I was, in my head, like the song is an entire piece. It's continuous piece. And I can't bring myself to like go through the effort of having to, okay, skip the song now or fast forward here because I don't like this part. Well, you can just no. find like already edited versions on YouTube. You don't have to like do it yourself. I actually never thought about doing that. I don't think I would. I don't know why. I just, I feel like I don't want to listen to like a weird butchered version of the song. I either listen to the whole song or just I don't like it. Because there are definitely songs where I've been like, oh, I like the chorus of this song, but I don't like the actual verses or vice versa. And I just can't bring myself to like go to the to bother trying to find what you described as a edited version, and I'm absolutely not gonna go to the effort of like fast forwarding it whenever I feel like that parts I don't like. So I just don't deal with that. I just drop it, and the song as a whole has gone below a threshold that I'm not willing to listen to it anymore. I guess you could say. That's super interesting because I will always search for the versions that I like. For instance, uh, in the song "I'm the One" by Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled, and and, and other. <clears throat> people you can tell i don't even know their names because i i searched for the song that don't that only had justin bieber in it because i like justin bieber's voice and and he i like i like i like his 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 song right but i don't like the other people it just kind of i mean i don't like their their lyrics or not even the lyrics just just their sound right in this in the song so i just find a version that doesn't have them and um similarly to like you know most raps based songs i'll try to avoid the rap part not all of them not all of them but sometimes i will you know so, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of cuts out there that are, like, no rap versions or Justin Bieber-only versions because, you know, a lot of people care about Justin Bieber, especially. And, you know, or these versions, that version. So, there is that. And I will do that. Uh, it's so easy to find them. And um, it does it, it keeps that song, like, inside the list versus, like, thrown out the list, you know? Would you say you listen to songs more than you listen to, like, no- instrumentals? Mm, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, back, back, back in high school, I would say no. But now, yeah. So you're way more lyric heavy when it comes to music than you are. Yeah, back in high school, yeah, for sure. So what about you? Same thing? Yeah, pretty similar. Although I definitely have more of a soft spot for instrumentals and like non non songs, I guess. You could yeah, th- yeah. There's definitely a time where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just in the mood for like you know nice instrumentals or whatever. I don't want to hear the lyrics at you know this time. And sometimes I'm like, eh.
So we've discussed a lot about different types of media on the podcast so far. You know, which ones we like, which ones we don't like as much, whether they're art or not. And we, we mentioned briefly in the art discussion about the emotional effects a piece can have. So I wanted to like, talk more about that a bit more. Talk about that a bit more. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, media is very influential. And it has uh it has it has emotional ties, right? Like so so as I was saying, like uh yeah, you can get really emotional when you're watching some media. For instance, you know, your president that you elected for, maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't win. And because of that you have a strong emotional response. You know, many people have responses like this. I guess it's 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 pretty obvious. No, but that's those are more real. Those are like n- non fiction. Yeah, exactly. I was leaning more towards a fictional one, where it's like, yeah, like you know, a character in a sh- in a show dies, but nobody actually died. But you can still feel. Have you ever felt sad for a character that died that didn't never really existed because they're not real? Yeah, of course I felt sad. What was that even supposed to mean? You're not, dude. If you don't feel sad for these kind of things, then you're you're. I would I wouldn't think that you're normal. I would think that you're not normal. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter that they're not real, that they're just pixels or they they're just words in a page. It doesn't matter. It's like. If you're following a journey along and then that person dies because of whatever reason, it will, it should affect you. It should affect you. Uh, so can you give some examples of like for you? Um, like, you know, like, when was the last time a movie made you cry? Have you ever cried at a movie? Yeah, of course. But I don't, I don't remember when the last time I was. <laughs> it wasn't recent, I'll tell you that. So it's not a common thing. You don't cry when like any character dies or any main character dies. No, not really. Not really. No. I can just distinctly recall two instances when I was like eight, nine, maybe, maybe ten. I don't know when these movies came out, but I was like definitely like a kid, kid. Nowhere near like any form of maturity at all. Now I'm just slightly closer. But like there were two Hindi movies. There were Hindi movies too, which is kind of weird because Hindi is not exactly a language I speak at all. So you mean like but Bollywood movies? Kind of. They are Bollywood movies. Yeah. Okay. And the movies were, they were, I always, I can't pronounce the goddamn names though, because like, I'm just terrible. Oh, one it. of them is Fa, right? Yeah, we've discussed this before. Yeah. One of them was Fa, which is the more recent of the two, and the other one was like Putna. Okay. Which is an it's an Amitabh Bachchan film. It's basically about a kid who finds it's like a, a kid finds a ghost. Ghost is nice. Friendship yeah, sprouts, yeah. and then like it has a it has a semi sad ending. So, okay, first of all, are these tears happy or sad tears? Both of them are sad tears. Okay, both of them are sad. Okay, I get Paul make kind of makes sense. Okay, okay, so then why why did they make you cry? Okay, so the first one, when I was really young, the Putna one, which is the weirder of the two, because it's not really a sad movie. Basically, at the end, they do... I think this is the first time as a kid I understood what was happening in a movie. I was I, like, I understand. Because like, I fell for the most obvious trope in the book. Which was the fake out, the fake out death? Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a scene at the end of the movie where they fake out, like it implies that a a very the character you like died, right? And I I feel like my parents probably I think if you go back and watch the movie now, it'd be very obvious that this is a fake out, because the whole movie up until this point's been very lighthearted, and there were clearly no indications that it was gonna be this like a sad ending. Yeah. Normally, you can watch a movie and tell like, oh, so this is gonna be a sad ending movie. It's gonna be a good ending movie, and but as a kid, I understand that. All I know is that the nice guy he's gone now, forever. And I just remember as a kid crying about that. Oh, okay, okay, I see. So it was like, it was a character's death, like not even a full death, but it was like it looked like it was a death. Yeah. So I was like, I, remember, I just remember crying. I don't, I can't tell you anything about the plot of the movie at all. I just, the only memory I have of that movie is the fact that I cried at the end. Okay, and then what about what about in Pa? I was a bit older when I watched Pa. That movie. But that movie tried to make you cry, and it yeah. it succeeded. That movie just it's about well, I forget what the condition's called, but it's a condition where you age very rapidly. It's about the main character has a condition where he's like, I think eleven, twelve, but his body's already starting to reach the age like it's breaking down because it's so old. Yeah, yeah. And the movie just about it just it just follows this kid around, and his journey to like I think re, I think the plot is like he wants to reunite with his father who's been like kind of absent in his life 
and it's just like it's it's clearly a sad movie like it's you can't watch it if you're, you can't go into it without knowing that's a sad movie unless you're going completely blind yeah it's a sad movie for sure yeah like that movie I, that one I actually didn't cry as much for because I kind of got older right I wasn't as young so even though that movie tries to make you cry I just remember like I got watery eyes and the tears you know got out of my eyes so I can't and I cried yeah okay right? but it wasn't okay. it wasn't like booth not levels where I was like bawling as a kid oh wow right? okay interesting interesting but I just think about like, those movies like they, they managed to make me cry and like I still think about those movies some, from time to time because like yeah they succeeded in like c- conveying such a very strong emotion in me even though maybe not with Putna but with Ba at least I knew that these are fake there's nothing real no real person this isn't the story of a real person this is just a figment of someone's imagination on a screen right right I mean, it's a, but it's a sad scenario so it makes sense you know, it's a I, very sad scenario yeah uh, I was gonna say, um, at least in my case, I don't remember the last movie that I cried in. Uh, I don't even remember a movie that I cried in. <laughs> it's been a long time, okay? It's been a very long time. Or I just don't remember it. I have a bad memory, so I, I can see that happening. But I do remember some shows that I did cry in, so that makes sense. Um, like inside uh, Futurama, there is a episode, right? This is an infamous episode. Right, and if it's an episode, there's actually a couple episodes, but one of them was with a dog, and another one was with a was or maybe it was the same one with his brother. I guess it was maybe similar, and I don't even remember the details too much, but I remember it was pretty sad. And like I said, I teared up, and I was like, "Oh, damn, that's pretty sad." But it doesn't happen to me too often. What I'll usually do is I'll just feel sad, like when I was reading Harry Potter. You know, Dobby dies. Oh, this kind of spoilers, but anyways, Dobby dies. We've established this, this podcast has a spoiler warning for all media. We might give you a spoiler warning out of courtesy. Do not expect one. Yeah, also, I mean, Harry Potter, you don't really need a spoiler warning for that. But anyways, so Dobby died, and I was I was a huge shock. Like, I was kind of shocked. I didn't expect him to die. But, so I felt sad, but it was like, okay. When Sirius Black died, it wasn't really that sad for me. Like, it was sad, yeah. But I didn't like Sirius Black that much, so whatever. But when Dobby died, I was like, oh, dang, okay, Dobby died. And then um, and then one of the twins dies, and I was like, that shouldn't have happened. It was more like just, just disappointment than sadness. Um, and then, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lupin, Lupin, and Tonks. They had a kid. The kid became an orphan. That was really sad. But I didn't didn't cry. But I was just sad about that. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of deaths in Harry Potter. So I was very sad about them. But I wasn't. And Hedwig died. That was that was kind of a huge shocker too. So, anyways, lots of people died. It was really sad. But I didn't cry for any of them. I don't know anything I teared up for any of them, but it was just it was just like a sad moment. Probably because I read the books earlier and I didn't, you know. But um, there are some. The thing is in Futurama and in in these kind of shows that they have music that really kind of enables you to it to have that. It always comes music with you, doesn't it? What? No, no, no. But I'm saying like in this in these cases. I mean, it does make sense though. The scenario is sad, but imagine there was happy music in the background. You wouldn't feel nearly as sad. You really wouldn't. So because they they add the sad music and they add that kind of tone, it really f- makes you feel more emotional. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, so there are there are movies like that where I'll feel emotional, but I won't I won't start crying in those. But wasn't the Futurama episode like wasn't that when we were in college? Uh, I don't even remember when I watched it, but probably yeah, probably. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it was in college. But I remember, I think you I remember you talking to me about it right after you watched it. Yeah, because my examples are both from like childhood, childhood. Oh yes, yeah. I don't remember my childhood that well, so I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, if I, if I did or not. Probably. Sounds, it sounds know. really sad when you say it that way. No, I mean it's whatever, dude. You know, some people have good memories, some people don't. It is, it is what it is. What about the other end of the spectrum? Like, have you ever had the movie ever made you like, so, like happy in real life? Like genuinely happy, not like momentarily happy. Like, like it affected your, the, it, it had effects later on throughout the day or the next day. No, I don't think so. That what, what you you mean you mean like I watch a movie and now I'm happy for the rest of the day. Yeah, like when you say it makes you sad, how long are you sad for? Cause I'm imagining like it's at least like an hour after you're done watching. No, I'm sad for like maybe like five six minutes. Oh, <laughs> you, you and I are just coming to totally different scenarios here then. Oh okay okay. Cause I'm thinking like you're sad for like at least the rest of the day, or like for an hour at least, just cause your mind's dwelling on it. I guess okay. You know what? Yeah. To be honest, maybe I'm tearing up for the five six minutes, but it does it does dwell on my mind for the maybe for a while, uh, for Futurama at least. But 
for happiness, I don't think so. Honestly, I'm just I'm just thinking about it. When I when I watch a movie and it has a happy ending, uh, it's like yeah, the movie ended happy ending. But I don't think I don't think like oh yeah, happy ending. I'm so glad that happened. And I don't. Oh so. yeah, I'm good. I want to carry this for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't think so. You know, there is a sense of, at least for anime and for books, there's a sense of sadness when you finish it, right? Like it's like it's happy, yeah, but then you also feel a little bit sad because you're like, oh, we finished it, and what do I do with my life now? So it's kind of like you know that kind of stuff, right? But still, it is a happy ending. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just cancel out or something. <laughs> so that's what you think. You think it's a cancellation of the the do you get melancholy because it's ended, but now it's gone. Like you can't experience this again or experience more of it anymore. But you're happy for the characters and like where they ended up. So you think that cancels out? I mean, maybe sure. Like I'm, I see the happy ending and uh, you know I move on with my life. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think I, I live my life like oh yeah, happy ending and I'm good. I don't think so unless it was a true story then maybe i will think a little bit more what has happened yeah, I, yeah. I was like that no i think that's a very common like common thing amongst people that they can they can recall or they feel sadness very easily when it comes to movies and media overall but not joy or at least not as much although i, I have seen people like tear up out of joy for movies oh yeah for sure for sure yeah definitely I don't know if this makes you sound like an emotionless monster, but I don't. I don't think I've ever teared up out of joy. You mean ever? Not even media, just in general. Yeah, like just in general in life. I don't think I've ever been like so happy. My eyes started watering. Dang, bro. Something have you? Something you just gotta keep that inside. <laughs> no, no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I think I have. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, a few times. Pretty sure. Ah, oh, it's crazy. But all all real life events, never never like media or anything. I just thought it was like, it's like a thing that like I know some people get. It's so emotional and so happy they tear up. But I always thought that in movies, like it's just like an overblown thing. Like it's a very small fraction of the population that actually has that experience. But now you're making me wonder, like maybe, maybe not. I know that I know some people who tear up very, very easily. That you can show them like of a, a video of like a dog being saved. Like, you know, it's a happy thing, definitely happy. But they're like tear up because of that. Yeah. Some yeah. people are like they have like a very sensitive Fact, sensitive tears, I guess you could say. <laughs> sensitive tears. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, you're you're for sure, for sure. Have you ever? So you're talking about movies, but have you ever read a book that made you like tear up or? No, books don't yeah. do it for me. Books don't do much for me at all. Wow, interesting, interesting. I don't know what it is, but books just don't do it. I enjoy. I can enjoy reading a book. I enjoy it, but it just doesn't stick with me as long as other media's do. You mean stick with you as in like in your head or stick with you emotionally? In my head, but more so emotionally. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I mean, the shows and TVs and whatnot, they have like that visual aspect. So you do feel a little bit closer and the audio. So versus books, which only have like that, just read and imagination, <laughs> please. Having to use my brain to see something? Nah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was, I'm, I'm trying to think like, uh, because there are some like animes which are pretty sad, and I'll feel sad with them. I might tear up, but I don't. Not often. Not often. Oh, you know what I will say? I just I just remembered. So let's say let's say you're sitting in a room with other with your friends. Are you more likely or less likely to tear up, or is there no change at all? I think if if it's just let's say me and my friends are sitting in a room quietly watching a movie. Yeah, I would say it makes no difference to me. I have no. Oh. I, it's not like I think I'm going like oh, I gotta hide. I gotta hide my tears because I friends here. Nothing like that. Okay. But I feel like I'd be less likely to cr- in a realistic scenario. In a realistic scenario, I'd be less likely to cry just because I wouldn't be as immersed into the movie. I feel like if my friends were around, because I, 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 I used to friends that you and I share. We're not exactly the most quiet bunch when we're watching movies together. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. So I think because of that. I'll, I'll enjoy watching the movie more because I'm with my friends, but I won't be as emotionally invested with the movie overall, and therefore I won't be so easily emotionally swayed. So what about when you, if you're with your family? Are you more or less no change? I think no change. Family is no change. Family is no change. Interesting. Because we can just quietly watch a movie. We don't, we don't talk much. So if there's a sad scene, then you'll just tear up there? I can see, I can see it happening. It hasn't happened, but I can see it happening. Oh, it hasn't happened. Okay. Right. Like I said, the, the, 
Like I said, I, I haven't teared up for a movie since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. And the, I was with my family at the time. So that counts, I guess. That's true. But you were also a kid, so I'm not really sure if I consider that. I was a crybaby kid, too. I cried a lot as a kid. I cried with the smallest things. So there's <laughs> that, too. Oh, your tears are dried up now? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They are definitely not. I can guarantee you that. Okay, okay. Recent events have verified. They are not. I used to think that for, like when I was like in high school, I was like, oh, my tears have dried up because I just cried so much as a kid. And then things happened. And that verified that, in fact, I was completely wrong. And I have plenty of tears left to give. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I don't know what it is. But when I'm watching it by myself... um. Like usually when I'm watching by myself, I'm I'm like I'm like kinda on guard. I don't know what it is. I'm on guard, right? So I'm like even if something sad happens, I'm kinda like it doesn't you know it doesn't affect me too much. But what I do notice is if I if I let go of that guard, then I do I do feel more susceptible to like tearing up and stuff like that. So that can happen with my family, with myself, you know. But it just it just I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a weird idea. I think I know what you're talking about, because I've had that too. Where I can feel myself gain emotional, and I, I I know that oh if I I don't want to say lower my guard because that implies like I'm keeping a guard up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm really keeping a guard up, but I know like oh if I tried to like let it take me, I could let it take me if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder if that's common. So I understand. I I, I totally understand that feeling. Because there's always there's a lot of sad things, a lot of funny things and whatnot, you know. But again. I'm going to go back to the music because, you know, music influences you more than you think, probably. You know, I used to watch a lot of uh, horror movies. Like, like I was going like, to ask you because like, I wanted to discuss like fear because fe- fear is something that lingers with you for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch tons of horror movies because my mom really liked them. And like jump scares and this kind of stuff. But if you just... <laughs> I, used just I used to just mute them. <laughs> like, like, just mute them and then when they talk, okay, but like mute them and then I don't feel scared anymore. Literally, jump scares oh, don't work. If yeah. you if you remove the music from what's supposed to be a tense horror scene, it completely loses ent- its entire impact. One hundred percent gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. In that sense, music is super important. And um, but you know that was just, that was the one case. But yeah, fear does linger on though. I'll 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 give you that. I'll give you that. I was gonna say like I I don't really watch horror movies often, if ever. But usually when I do, it's like it affect it can affect me for like. Especially the night of, it's like, I don't know, like, maybe you should get the lights on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. I'm Sometimes I'm like, I, I'm kind of looking around, like, the wind blows, like, what was that? <laughs> but, you know, for like two seconds, and then and then I go to sleep and wake up, and it's all over. That's usually how it goes with me. It's typically a one-day affair for me, too. It's like the night of, and then that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then move on to the next horror movie. Because, you know, usually these days, horror movies are just like, you know, jump scares, which are like, they scare you in a second, but then, eh. The real scary ones are are the ones that are like, you know, they're... It's like it's like they're subtly scary, you know. They 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 really get you. So it's like, oh, okay, maybe I better be, gotta be thinking about these things. You know, when I was a kid, it used to just be like blood, or you know, screaming screaming woman with long hair. You know, or like you know what I'm saying, right? They they would try to make that look. That it was a trope, okay? They try to make that look scary, and I'd be like, oh damn, I'm scared now all of a sudden. And you know, bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody, you know that kind of stuff, right? Um, but now it's like when I'm older, it's like those things. Like, yeah, they'll frighten me in the moment, but I don't think about them later on because I'm like, yeah, whatever. The grudge, I don't care. The ring thing, I don't, whatever. Like, it doesn't really affect me. But the things that will scare me are things like, you know, um, uh, just like weird things. Things that could be plausible but aren't, but they could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, for, like serial killers. Yeah, like serial, good, good, perfect example. Serial killers, they could easily be. Yeah, so Molly, tell me, tell me about, uh, what about you? Like, what about fear for you? Fear? Like, does anything frighten you? Does it, is it like blood? Is it like screaming children? Well, for the first question, everything terrifies me. The world is a scary place. But, Spiders? But in terms of like real, like in terms of, not real, in terms of movies, usually a lot of horror movies don't frighten me because a lot of them have like constraints. At least the ones I've watched. Like, for example, like The Ring. Do there are things you as a person has to do to cause it to f- the curse to fall upon them true so like i remember a movie like i think the only horror movie i ever watched in theaters just because my friends wanted to go see it was uh, a ouija oh, like the ouija board thing yeah like a ouija board i think it's just called ouija okay like that one that one didn't scare me 
like I, the movie scared me because you know jump scares and etc but that had no long-term impact or even short-term impact the second the movie ended because the the thing occurs because they play with a ouija board and like i don't have any ouija boards near me i'm not gonna play with really it. that's 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 your fear factor just because just because you don't have the the means to get it yeah it's like a, this this ghost or whatever only attacked them because they play with the ouija board and like yes realist honestly if i ever had a chance i'd probably play with the ouija board because i don't believe in ghosts and stuff like that yeah that's so okay I that's what it. i was gonna get at so if you had a ouija board would you then be scared no no right exactly no, yeah i, I was gonna, yeah you wouldn't but be. also it's also like in the movie it's a very specific ouija board you know oh my god like, bro okay all right forget the details what if you have that very specific ouija board isn't like if like someone gave me the ouija board telling me the story of what happened to the last person who played with it yeah yes i would feel less inclined to play with that ouija board because one, I just don't play with Ouija boards. Oh my god, bro. But two, but here's why. He's like, because when someone tells me that story, I'm either going to think, A, it's a made-up story, or B, that this is some weird serial killer who is following this Ouija board around. That's my okay, first okay, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's some crazy person who's just trying to almost create this ghost, this spirit. And so I wouldn't want to play with that Ouija board because of that. But if you could convince me that, oh no, it's, it's pure spiritual, or it's quote-unquote pure spiritual, I'd play with that Ouija board all day, because I don't care. Yeah, I was going to say, if the movie um, is based off of paranormal stuff, it's, I must never believe it. Like, I'm just, like I'll, never, I'll never be scared of it, because I'll be like, I don't care. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's not that I don't believe that a, that a woman will come out of my TV and try to kill me. It's just that I don't, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, it it, it kind of is that. But it's like, um, I'll never see it even happening, ever. But if there's a serial killer, or if there's, you know, these kind of, uh, like, you know, these kind of things, then I'll be like, oh, I'm a little bit more scared. There's a clown that lives in the sewers. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Like, not there, that scared. There are real threats in life and fake threats. And when a movie has a real threat, it becomes really scary. Yeah, it'll start becoming more scary. If it's, if it's, if it's, the more believable it is, the more, you know, scary it gets, in my opinion. So. Like, even when I watched Ouija... I still was kind of nervous that night, but it had nothing to do with the fact that Ouija. It's just like watching scary movies makes you hyper aware of your surroundings. So I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, the ghost from the movie is going to come get me. Right? But I'm sitting there thinking, what if tonight I get killed by a serial killer? Just because I have it like implanted in my head that the idea that I could be murdered, you know? Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. So it's not like the movie had zero effect. It's just not, I don't think it's the effect that most people associate with spiritual ghost movies. I used to read uh, the R.L. Stein's, you know, Goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah, Goosebumps. Those I used to read a lot of Goosebumps. And what scary would... stories to read in the dark. I love that book series. Uh, you know what? I kind of heard of that, but not really. There's also Campfire Weenies or something, which is also really scary. Never heard of that one. But I used to actually get scared when I read the Campfire Weenie ones because they were hella weird. But the 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 Goosebumps one, I mean, they were kind of like funny, and they were they were a little strange when I read them as a kid, and I would get a little spooked. But not not that much that it would linger on, you know. I'd be like, "Oh, when's the next one?" <laughs> I wouldn't be like, "Damn, I'm not reading this anymore," you know. <laughs> so, good job, Arl Stein. Do you watch the Goosebumps movie? Just random question, cause now it's uh, in my head. The one with Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black one. Yeah, I watched it, and the second one, too. The first one I actually liked. The second one was just not good. So, I actually couldn't finish the second one. It was just that bad. Which is kind of rare for me, but is the second one at all like connected to the first one? Or is this like a separate story? Um, it's similar, but it follows different characters. So oh, okay, I mean Jack Black's obviously still in there, but different different characters than the main characters. So yeah, but it was not good, and it was not scary. So <laughs> never well, either. Yeah, they're not really there. How would you call those movies? The ones that have like horror themes but they're clearly not horror movies there's a lot of those yeah those are my favorite of kinds of movies honestly i love i love the horror theming but not actual horror movies those are great yeah interesting interesting yeah for sure for sure you know uh if you look at harry potter it first starts off like chill and very happy like the first few movies right they're very happy but it slowly slowly goes darker and darker and darker and it gets sadder and sadder and sadder and then the last 10 seconds are happy they're kind of like you know, <laughs> well, because like everyone dies, it's kind of like still pretty sad. But like you know, um, to, it, those kind of movies are still okay. It's not, it's still not horror. But the Dementors were kind of freaky when I first saw them. But it's what it is. 
I really like the design of the Dementors in the movies, like the way they move and the way they, like, just kind of flow. It's really cool. And they suck your soul. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our discussion on uh, things that make us cry and how we're how we're we're, we're super unemotional. Uh, <laughs> We've established two things today. I cry a lot, and nothing makes me cry. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, lyrics, are they important? Well, who cares? But anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in to the Time Sync Podcast. And, yeah, I think we're just going to dip now. So, see you next time. Adios. Amigos.